Welcome to Quick Snaps. We have a bit of a cliffhanger on this episode. We're racing against time. Will Kostaki and his recorder be in sync? Or will we lose an entire episode? Will there be a one-sided conversation at some point? You're going to want to stick around to find out. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Can't say uh, Kirk threw a hell of a ball as usual. You know, um, he's playing lights out. He's doing a great job. And you guys need to give him more credit, you know. You guys are hard on him when he, when he, plays, when he de- isn't playing well. You know, he's doing everything he can. So right now, he just helped us get in the back in the game to, to win the game. So I want you to guys obviously give him a pat on the back. <laughs> or taps on the back. What the hell's going on out here? It's quick snaps. You want to crown them? Then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. With Kostaki Economopolis. And I got some jokes, you know how we do. And Aaron Hodges. Do you know I tried out as a place kicker for the Hartford Colonials? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Playoffs? We're going to see how it feels. Can't wait. Got a cool old tap on the back. Seconds. So we can't go. That's our, that's our max. All right. And from now... Until the next time we record, which we should do a bonus episode soon. Okay. Um, you have to erase some stuff and make room on that memory card. As far as I know, there's nothing on there, but it's possible that I don't understand how it works. Well, you always record on there, right? Yeah, and there's only room for two of them. That can't be true. So it's something I don't understand. We might have to update your equipment, bud. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What from a practical from your end of it, what's the issue? Uh you're going to run out of memory and waste uh, all of our time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can delete the one prior. You want me to do that now so we don't feel like No, we're I mean hurry? we're not we're not going to go 50 minutes tonight, but I'm just saying. I'm already recording it right now. What do you think of that shit? Well, I am too. Well, if you say something interesting, put that shit in there. Are we just going <clears> to <throat> leave this preamble? God, I don't think so. I'm not on. What do you mean you're not on? I wasn't prepared to be on. I wasn't good yet. <laughs> 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 oh man, you're a gamer. You don't need practice. <laughs> I just need to know when the you red light's on. Turn it on. <laughs> let me go. <laughs> All right, I'll leave it to you to decide later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give you a hard end if you go the other route. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's the fourth quarter, Kostaki. Two minutes left. You're down by three. Drive us home. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. It's Quick Snaps, Comedy Football Talk with Aaron Hodges yes! and the Economopolis. Thank you guys for listening. It means a lot to us that you've hung around and you've grown the base and you keep listening and you're loyal to us. And thank you and thank you and thank you. How's that? Uh, it's pretty good, pretty good. It's a good warm-up for Thanksgiving next week, giving <laughs> well, lots of thanks off the top. I you didn't know? even think of that. I was just being old-school butt-kissy. But kissy, Economopolis. Well, normally I have to debate and hem and haw about what to open with, but this week it's pretty obvious. Is it? We have to start with Miles Garrett. Just off the top of your head? (laughs) Is that top of mind? Off the top of Mason Rudolph's head. It's a (laughs) no-brainer. Miles Garrett, thank goodness the NFL is using these new safer helmets. Oh my goodness. I think if the Browns won more often, they would be better at celebrating. They won that game, dude. They buried their win. They finally beat the Steelers and they buried it in a pile of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I was falling asleep. When I fell asleep, I knew that they were going to win. And then I woke up in the morning and everybody's talking about Miles Garrett and the fight. And I was like, what the heck? 
Okay. I missed it live too. I was playing. I was playing poker with some with a new crowd of characters, and they didn't have a TV in the situation. And the one guy like came in late and reported to us what happened, and I was like, "Oh shit! I got to do some homework when I get home." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so to the listeners, in case you missed it, Miles Garrett ripped off Mason Rudolph's helmet and hit him in the head with it. He's been suspended for at least the rest of the regular season and any playoff games. And that part surprised me. The Browns can still make the playoffs. <laughs> if he played for the Bengals, his season would be over. That's right. That's the first team mathematically eliminated. Yeah. Terrible news for the team that would have beat them in the first round of the playoffs. Right. Yeah. 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 The Browns said they're going to stand behind Miles Garrett because that's where it's safe. <laughs> Suspending a Brown for the playoffs is like uh, telling a snapping turtle he can't be in the Indy 500. <laughs> Those things are fast, man. <laughs> yes. Did you grow up with snapping turtles? Uh, I We occasionally saw one of the scariest creatures in the world, the alligator snapping turtle. Oh, my goodness. In the creek in our backyard. Wow. And like once every two years, there would be an appearance of one of those guys. Is that a turtle with a giant jaw? That is one of the scariest creatures, man. They are... I hate alligators. They look like little uh, tiny dinosaurs with a shell. They're not tiny, actually. They're about... They're about the diameter of, like... They're about a, a grown man's torso-sized shell. Okay. Right. And then they, underwater, they sit there motionless with their mouths open, and their tongue is like this little bright pink wormy-like thing. How big is and their head? Their head's about the size of like a small dog head. Small dog head. And does it have like the snout about the same size? Yeah, it has a really sharp, snouty-looking thing. And it has this really inviting, delicious, wormy-looking tongue, and it just sits there motionless underwater except for the tongue. And do and you see the eyeballs? Late. Yeah. Sticking out of the water. swims up to see what's going on, and bam! Oh, my goodness. Sharp teeth? I think it's more of like a beak kind of situation. Okay. It's more of like a... I might be wrong about that. I'm sure I'll get an email. I, I think it's not teeth. I think it's more of a slap them shut kind of two hard surfaces kind of thing wow that's fascinating i i hate alligators and i hate snapping turtles so this is whoo this thing is two things that i'm terrified of <laughs> i don't ever want to run funny aside i did not expect to go no on. me either i didn't think we'd that's be talking we, about that's alligator why we do snapping this. turtles now, this was also the era of my life that I would I actually just had to, well, I don't want to say had a discussion, but briefly flirted around the subject of pornography with my 11-year-old daughter. Who oh, had a oh, my goodness. She had a Maybe don't say class. flirted. Yeah, that's the wrong word. Yeah, flirted uh, is a bad word. Danced? That's also that's not. Even, there's no good yeah. word. There's no, no good word there. Approached? Uh, I don't know. Uh, dodged, I think, is probably more real. <laughs> is, was it more of a dodge? She had a speaker come to her class and talk to them about pornography. Interesting. And I was trying to get some information out of her, and she was a little squirmy about telling me about I it. I can and imagine, yeah. I, I kind of let it go. But I did say to her, when I, it, that's how fast things change. When I was a kid, pornography was hard to get a hold of. And now it's like one click, you know? My brother and I were just talking about that today. And in that era, I literally, some of my earliest pornography was literally like pulled out of a cinder block in the woods somewhere. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, you're, you're probably like the last age group where that I, was le a legit thing. I think so. And that's why my generation is so much better than all the other generations because we know both <laughs> worlds. So anybody that's like 41 to about 34 right now, you're the best. You're the best. You're the best. Uh, but yeah, man. So Ava's fourth grade? Sixth grade. She's Sixth 11. Grade. Okay. So she's a middle school kid now. All right. Yeah, that's Which about what time. 
you it's start a learning good about sex. Right. And they have a, they actually, they have a, uh, what do they call it? A, uh, basically a sex ed teacher situation. Right. Yep, yep. But she's out right now because uh, uh, of maternity leave. <laughs> be funny if she was out because she had an STD. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really funny, but you know. She practices what she preaches and yeah, now yeah. she's having a baby. It's a very right. beautiful story. Don't anyway, be like me. Class so that was the same era. The alligator snapping turtle, that creek, those boys. That's what I associate my very earliest uh, exposure to pornography with. Same, yeah. Crazy. Um, anyway, so Miles, Rudolph, so, so Miles Rudolph received a blow to the head with his own helmet. Miles Rudolph? Mason you, Rudolph. You're combining dudes. <laughs> Is that because Miles took I, Mason's soul? I've been seeing so many still photos of this moment that it all blurs together now. Mason Rudolph. He received a blow to the head, which was the only one of the only Steeler receptions of the night. They did not. They were not good. <laughs> uh, Mason, after the game, said what Miles did was Bush League, which sounds way more entertaining than the XFL. Mm hmm. Miles Garrett, Antonio Brown, Vontez Perfect, Dominican Sue, Ray Rice, Johnny Menzel, the Bush League. Honestly, man, I'd rather watch like a bunch of like forty-year-old bum alcoholics play football than somebody like an XFL, like a cheaper version of the NFL. I think I'd rather right. just watch something that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, we talked about this before. Like, they're never going to be better than the NFL at what the NFL is, which is the most elite football athletes on the planet right, right. yeah so as, so as long as you're not doing that be something different right i agree i agree um like just sign a 37 year old place kicker who never did anything but play soccer and do one little tryout just do that because like that might be fun how old are you oh i'm 37 <laughs> What a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy coincidence. I'm just saying, as a for instance. As a for instance, I like it. You're just saying. All right. Now, among other uh, beautiful things about our relationship, there is a bit of an age gap. And so I would like to hear some of your perspective about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That the whole, whole thing seemed like a fiasco, right? At least, yeah. At, at least I was trying to sort it out, and I finally found one good article about about it this morning on uh, Pro Football Talk. I think I read it too. It was about the waiver. Yeah, I mean, to me, that was the thing that I was kind of that was kind of hanging the balance. I wanted to get to the bottom of what the fuck was going on with the waiver and it's still not clear and that's a i thought that article was really good and no one else had the waiver or talked about the waiver and to me that was an important part of the story that was the part of the story and yeah because apparently if my understanding is that if kaepernick had signed this waiver there was something in there that would not allow him to file another lawsuit in the future. Yeah, it sounds again. I don't want to get this wrong because I I don't want to be misleading and I want to be a tiny part of the media problem. But right. as I as I understand it, there was some extra language in there that wasn't part of the regular combine sign this in case you tear your ACL. It's not our fault language. There was some extra shit in there about employment status. Um, and it sounds like he had a legitimate beef to go, no, I'm not signing that. Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. Um, and the whole thing seemed like the league was protecting the teams in this situation. Yeah, well, the whole thing, I mean, to go back a week, the whole thing is a little thrown together and feels to a casual observer like me to be bullshit from the beginning. It seems they, like nonsense, yeah. They informed him with less than a week that it was happening, and he said, what? We, what Can we do it on Tuesdays? That's when we usually do workouts. Right. Mo most important decision makers aren't available on Saturdays. They're either prepping their teams or they're, they're college scouting. They have already have plans. I mean, it's less than a week. 
And they said, nope. And they go, can we do it a different Saturday? And they said, nope. <laughs> and, you know, it was pretty. And they said, can I get a list of the teams that are coming? And they said, nope. <laughs> right. <laughs> this isn't a cooperative thing. This is a take it or leave it. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like we are covering our asses in case there's another lawsuit. Yeah. Right? And I want, and I wanted it to be like I was telling Krista earlier. I wanted this to be like clean cut, and like I know who I'm rooting for in this scenario. But the more I've read about it, and the more I followed along all the stories of it's, Collinwood is apparently a big pain in the ass too. So I don't. One of the reports was that he was the one who initially said he didn't want it to be a media circus and it shouldn't be open to the media. And that was one of his excuses for wanting to change it last minute and move to a different venue. And they had 25 scouts there, 25 represent from different teams, representatives from 25-ish teams were there. And then once he moved it, he only had eight. And the guys who were running it, Hugh Jackson and these, some other names, they all sort of bailed when they moved it. It, it seems like... I don't know. It seems like both sides were a little like could have done this better. First of all, they should have agreed to all the legal language before the afternoon of. Yeah, right. It, I mean, yeah. this, this is a big story. This is a big deal for him. It's a big deal for the NFL. Get your shit together. What are you doing, both sides, you know? Um, well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know for sure either, but if it's a thing where, you know, Kaepernick's being told, hey, in five days, get ready to work out for everybody. Oh, and by the way, sign this contract real quick. Like, it, that's where it becomes like a take it or leave it thing. Cause yeah, I know. You know you're and not going to be able to negotiate it without it being a pain in the ass. You just no time I, to do that. Right. And I think big picture, you know, I'm siding with Colin because – you know, ultimately, he's being discriminated against because he was making a social statement peacefully. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it, the whole thing makes me really mad. I, I, it's 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 awful for the league. I I agree. No one I agree with no one. Like, there's so many people that are especially coming out of the news coming out of these workouts was that yeah, this guy's arm talent is elite. He's in great shape. He's ready to go. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Right. So at a time when there's like such a shortage of QBs, injured quarterbacks. Yeah, right. I know. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But also, just to play devil's advocate, I understand from any particular team's point of view the amount of scrutiny and bullshit that you have to deal with when you sign this guy is is a legit factor. Yeah. I mean. Yep. Mm-hmm. No one is is making that up. That's a real situation for fill in the blank. If the Cincinnati Bengals are like, fuck it, we got to try something different. Well, and I they mean, sign, can they sign Colin Kaepernick tomorrow? They are, you know, scooping a big pile of shit onto their plates. They, they're going to have some problems. They live in the shit. <laughs> so can't get much worse. Any but, distraction is a welcome distraction when you're in the sewer. <laughs> but ultimately, and and the other problem is, my brother and I were texting. That he's probably not going to be hired as a starter, and if you're not going to hire him as a starter, then why take on this giant, challenging dynamic? Mm. You know, it's the same reason Tim Tebow suddenly couldn't get a job because he was the 40th best quarterback in the country, and it's not worth it. Right, if he's not even starting, what? It's not even worth it. What if Tebow made a comeback? <laughs> would he still be as big a deal? I don't think he would. As far he's as got, the hype, he's got a rabid fan base, though. Right, they would come out of the woodwork and support him and love him, and right. Mm, I, I th- yeah, I guess I don't know. He's a lightning rod in some ways, at the opposite end of the socio-political spectrum, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just guessing. He comes off a little douchey, especially about the uh, the issue of college athletes getting paid. He's just like, well, I, Always. Oh. We, we do it for the love of the game, and that's the I way it know. should be. It's so pure. Okay, buddy. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. 
and Colin has some douchey qualities too. I, you know, I, I root for him. I, I think he should have a job in the NFL, but I, you know, he's a flawed spokesman for this cause, in my opinion. Eh, I guess. I don't know. You'd be pretty pent up too if this was happening to you. <laughs> I, yes, I totally agree. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, of course, it's a tough situation. And he was, in my opinion, he was handed a raw deal this week all the way around. However you slice it, when some of these other details come forward, we can be a little more thoughtful about it. But, yeah, the thing was kind of a mess this week. When I first heard that the NFL scheduled a workout for Colin Kaepernick in Atlanta, I was like, Atlanta, that's the one position we're good at. It's the only thing the Falcons are good at as quarterback. Can we get a workout for an edge rusher? A, a, a defensive coordinator, a head coach, an owner, something? I, I can only assume Fox News is showing the Kaepernick clips like the ISIS training camp video. <laughs> All grainy. They splice it together with the machine gun guy on the monkey bars. Right. You know? Nothing but the uh, the pig socks. <laughs> yes. Just that footage. Yes. They'll, they'll find something of him on the monkey bars. <laughs> Wearing a daishiki. <laughs> Here's a question. I've had interesting conversations with my daughter and my wife about uh, race as it pertains to comedy and where the lines are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Among other highlights, Ava uh, referenced some theory that Dr. Seuss was racist. And so we looked up some stuff and we were debating Wow. It. Yeah. Um. And I come down pretty cleanly on the side of, no, right. that's crazy. <laughs> Have you not seen the sneetches with the star and the thing? It's, a, it's the most thoughtful satire about differences. And the books over and over and over again are progressive and thoughtful about being different, you know, always. Um, yeah. But, but there are some cartoons that he drew before the Dr. Seuss era where... You know, it's like some Africans boiling a white guy in a big pot, and they all have big lips, and you know, oh. they look like savages. You know, there's that. Does and Ava know this, the, or is this yeah, part of Ava, the research? Yeah, Ava and I kind of, she was Googling it one day on the way to school, and we were talking it through, and she was showing me some stuff. And is we Dr. We Seuss racist? Yeah, yeah. And there were some Japanese kind of drawings. Remember when we were kids, maybe when I was a kid, Saturday, Sunday morning cartoons had like old school cartoons had those little slanty eyed Japanese bastards in them. Do you remember those cartoons? <laughs> Not they those were, specific ones. No, those were definitely racist cartoons. <laughs> what was the name of it? <sighs> I'm not even sure it was one particular thing. It felt like it was a little bit of a common theme in the old school gotcha. cartoons. Gotcha. Was to have a Japanese pilot with the ridiculously cartoonish accent and the very Asian looking face running around causing trouble. And there were some like still drawings that Dr. Seuss did that were of the same universe. Oh, I kind of miss those cartoons. The only ones that I can think of off the top of my head are like uh, Doonesbury and Kathy. <laughs> no, I'm talking about... The ones I'm talking about were probably from the 40s and 50s. Okay, okay. And it's like there's a frog on a lily pad and they're singing and it's like a musical. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's that era. And then randomly there's a Japanese butterfly. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, like Maybe animated I'm... cartoons? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Maybe I'm misremembering it. <laughs> no, I think you're right. You're right. But it, but part of that was of the era. That's what I was saying to Ava. Like, I don't know the guy. I can't say if he was racist or not. But you have to take it in the context of the time. There was an all-out war. And, you know, there were some pretty ugly things said about the enemy at the time. And... That's part of the world that he lived in that we look at from 65 years later and go, well, that's crazy. Like, yes, but you have to take it in context of what the time was, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of the other theories was interesting that they thought 
Cat in the Hat was clearly based on a blackface character. Floppy Hat, comes, <laughs> he's, a, he's an outsider who comes in and entertains you and leaves. <laughs> and I was like, no, I reject that outright. And even yeah. if that's true, I don't care because that's... It's there's not a racist thing in Cat in the Hat. I just don't accept well, that. I really want it to be true now, and I really want that to be the next blackface <laughs> scandal. <laughs> so, I say all this to say that my daughter is very much on the other side of that really fine line. Like we agree about it most everything all the time, all the time. But on this, she's a little more uber PC than I am. Yeah, well, I, I think that's just the age it's, she is. It's the nature of being the next generation. Yeah. I mean, I I think how, she said she's 11. Yeah, so, like, even, like, my younger cousins who are, like, 20 are kind of like this as well. And I, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to me because I think it's kind of admirable that they want to be so righteous. Right. And kind of always trying to look out for the little guy or whoever the, the, the victim of this, whatever situation it is. But uh, it do, it does go a little too far sometimes. Like Ava couldn't, like you said, she can't possibly understand and appreciate what it was in the 1940s between Japanese and, and, and the United States. She can't possibly understand those, those times. Right. So it is... Like that, th- that, those cartoons would probably be inexcusable now, right? Yeah, of co- absolutely. I saw a couple of them, and they they are. I'm not debating that, but I'm saying, yeah, in the time they weren't out of place. That's for sure. Does that excuse them? No, but it does temper the, the judgment. But there's also this to consider. We were probably way more racist as a whole back then. The whole culture, of course, by, yeah. by a long shot. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, not even close. I mean, it wasn't even until, I mean, according to Chris Rock, you know, they didn't sort out most of the racial things till like the mid-80s, you know? <laughs> you know, and from a legal point, I mean, you're, they were literally doing sit-ins and, you know, fire hoses. All that was the 60s, which was way, it, this was way before that. Right. So, yeah, of course, civil, the major thrust of the civil rights movement was another decade or so away. Right. What year were you born? I was born in 69, the last week of the 60s. Oh, nice. C- Christmas Day. All right. 1969. Um, so anyway, so I tell you all this to tell you this. Did you happen to see I posted like one of the many goofy things I posted? It was... Uh, a picture of a dented ping pong ball and it just said a uh, live shot of the Mason Rudolph presser. Yeah. I, mean? I Yeah. I, I think I did see that or the skull, the indented skull that you, yeah. did you post that too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so last night I got excited because I was going to do a similar thing with a, a dandelion and say <laughs> live, live shot of the Colin Kaepernick press conference. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that fro is really my, something, man. And we had a debate between my wife and my child and me and my brother-in-law, and they all convinced me not to post it. <sighs> you're, you're kind of in between. I mean, you're obviously closer to me than Ava, but you are... I'm in between. You're just kind because, of in between. Like, well, I mean, I can understand why they may have some reservations and they're just looking out for you, the joke. It's like... There's been some other jokes where you're like, yeah, the joke, it's just not worth it. Right. It's not that great. It's not that great of a joke to even welcome (laughs) any scrutiny. You know (laughs) what I mean? I agree. If it's something really clever and like thoughtful, then you would stand behind it. But if it's a picture of a dandelion, you're just going to go like, huh. Yeah, I guess if anyone has a problem with it, then I'm just going to drop it. That's what I said. And I said, I was trying to explain this to Ava and I go, if there was some version of that that I could do in my live show with my audience who came to see me and knows me and it's the context of me being on stage and they know my story and my family and they've been listening to me on the radio and you see me do an hour and 10 on stage tonight, like 
in the context of all that, I could do a version of that joke and it would be fine. But to push it out into the ether that people who don't know me could grab onto and go, what the, hey, this is. Yeah, now you're the dandelion guy. You're the racist dandelion guy. <laughs> right. right. So, it, but it's interesting that there is a line there and it's, it's fascinating to me that my daughter's line is different than mine. Because I would have been like, that's eh, fine. I mean, I was leaning towards doing it, but I did think enough about it to ask them and debate at first. You know what I mean? Right. So something, something told you. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not tone deaf. I get it. And I, I and I, I can say pretty clearly from my point of view, that's not that doesn't come from a racist place. It's almost the same joke as the ping pong ball joke. It's just. It's a, really a shape joke, is what it is. Yeah, it's a joke about the first thing you think of when you see the guy. All right. And to me, Kaepernick's hair is jarringly big. And if that was a white guy with jarringly big hair, I would be making fun of it for like 10 memes in a row. Right. And with Kaepernick, I'm a little hesitant because it's a little bit of a symbol of the entire race. Right. And especially the sort of proactive, you know, right. wing yeah. of that race. And so it becomes touchy. And I get it. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I also am a comic, and it's, it made me giggle, and I, I felt <laughs> sad that I couldn't do it. You you can do it. You've just I can been, do it. You've just been advised against it. I think they're right, though. I don't think anyone's right or wrong. Yeah, right. I mean, it's all debatable, but I think broadly, not doing that is a good choice. I feel fine about that. Okay. Um. So Kaepernick said the ball's in the NFL's court. Look, if you want us to believe you're committed to football, why are you using a basketball or a tennis metaphor? <laughs> By the way, bold choice of words for a guy who took the NFL to actual court. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Maybe that's, uh, a th that's a veiled threat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that, he's, uh, he's working on many different levels. This yeah, guy. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jameis Winston, four interceptions. He was so mad he hit himself in the head with a helmet. That's uh, <laughs> he had more picks than Eddie Van Halen's pocket. He he had more picks than the Dolphins have in the draft. That's a lot of picks. Yeah, how many do they have? Oh, uh, it's it's more than four because <laughs> they've they the sold first a few round? players this year, right? Um. Without knowing the answer, without looking it up, I'm going to say they have three first-rounders this year. Wow. And then a few other, like, high picks, too. But I'm not sure of that. You really could build a solid foundation if you nail that draft. Yeah, which is, I mean, you know, it's the Browns model. <laughs> yeah. We all feel like it's going to work someday. Um. Watching Jameis reminds me of that Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> he told reporters after the game his ankle should be fine, uh, but his confidence is day-to-day. -day. That is shot. Yeah. Jameis Winston, first player to have 18 picks in the first 10 games of the season since Jay Cutler. It's good company. Uh, the difference between those two, Winston appears to give a fuck. <laughs> It's weird that the guy whose nickname is Smoking Jay doesn't smoke Winston's. <laughs> Winston isn't the guy who has that nickname. It's no, Jay Cutler. No, because yeah. his face looked like he was smoking all the time. Now, whether he was or not. If you gave Jameis a blunt instead of a cigarette, is that racist? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these are all good questions. These are all good questions. I, he just looks like a blunt smoker to me. There was a hair, there was a hair joke that I put online, and and then there were several comments by fans that were a little winceable. Right? Oh, really? Yeah, there's some gray area there. You know? For for which one? Um, I actually deleted one of them, uh, and a few of them I kind of liked and then thought maybe i shouldn't like and a few of them i didn't comment on there's just some gray area sounds like you had an interesting week online <laughs> yeah i i have I've, i find all this stuff super compelling and i mean you know 
it's fun when there's a gigantic Thursday night story. Right. You know? Yeah, true. And then there was that a gigantic over. Saturday story with Kaepernick. So right. it, it was a pretty busy football week for me. Usually it's all about Sundays. Kostaki on the beat. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas, Aaron, including the losses. Ravens beat the Texans 41-7. Yeah. Tex- Texans got beaten so badly, people in Texas stopped bragging about Texas ah. for one minute. Uh, last time the Texans lost this badly, Davy Crockett died. Davy, <laughs> Davy Crockett. <laughs> uh, Vikings came behind from behind for a big win. Um, it's the biggest comeback since measles. Yeah, a lot of kudos to the Vikings. Uh, despite what Brian Miller says on Twitter, you are a good team. They seem to be, although they did struggle to beat a shitty team today, but. They yeah. did it. They came back. It was a. It was an impressive second half. I don't know if they're a shitty team. The Broncos. Oh, I forgot. I got mixed up. I I thought it was the Cardinals. Who the Cardinals play? Um, Cardinals Niners. Because that Is was that right? a comeback too. That was a great game. Yeah, Niners. Uh, Niners if Cardinals. I'm, if I'm the Cardinals fan base, I am heartened about the future. I think that team's gonna be fun to watch, man. Yeah, Murray's dope. He's fun, man. He's yeah. he's going to be good. And Christian Kirk and David Johnson and you know that team's got some fun players to root for. Yeah, man, they're all right. Um, there's a player not named Gurley scoring for the Rams. Malcolm Brown, the number one handcuff. No, I don't think he is. No, I know. He was at one. Point. He was. He was. Um, here's a quiz for you. Quick quiz. You know, we like the quizzes here. I love a good pop quiz. You might have heard this, and if you did, then uh, not such a good quiz. Oh. A quarterback today passed Warren Moon on the all-time passing yards list to move into 10th place. Today, passed Warren Moon, Hmm. NFL quarterback. 10th place, all-time passing yards. What do you got? Who's the quarterback? Yep. Tom Brady seems like the obvious answer, but he might be higher on the list already. Tom Brady's top two or three. I thought so. Okay, so, all right, got to be somebody who's been in the league a little while. I actually don't know this, so this is good. Um, Man, Rivers didn't play. They play Monday, right? Yeah, right. It's Rivers Mahomes Monday. That'll be that'll be a fun game. <laughs> It'd be great if the answer was Mahomes because he's that good. <laughs> <laughs> he is so good. He's only played a year and a half. He's already he top ten all by time. not playing. Uh, I think I'm gonna get get this. Let me just look at these teams. Um, okay, not them, not them. No, it can't possibly. Oh, is it Drew Brees? Nope, Drew Brees also in the top Damn. three. Is it Matt Ryan? It is Matt Ryan. Matty Ice past Warren Moon, number 10, all-time passing yards list. Wow, okay. I, I mean, wouldn't have guessed that. I didn't he, realize he was that high. Already. He really has had a lot of big years. Quietly, like, good, even when they suck. This year he's been great. Yeah, and they're a terrible team, and he still gets 300 yards, 300 yards, 300 yards, 300 yards. Yeah, it is automatic, <clears throat> pretty much. That's amazing. Wow, it's a pretty, it's a pretty impressive list. The ninth place ahead of him is Elway. Okay, he's he could reach him this season, I think. <clears throat> and then, of course, it's some of the big names: Brady, Breeze, both Mannings, Favre, Marino, Rivers, and Big Ben. Okay. It's it's wow, big Ben's in there. Okay. Yeah. I I I was surprised Eli was, but then I thought, no, he's played for a hundred years, and, <laughs> he, and he's been, you know, he's another one. Like, it's all fun and games about how much he sucks until you're his one of his receivers, and you go to the Browns, and you're like, I miss Eli, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough sell for you, I guess. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's been padding the stats for ten years. Right. Yeah, a yeah. few. I'll give you a few for uh, sure. We'll say five. All right. Uh, I'll accept five. Deal. 
<laughs> uh, Buffalo goes to Miami for a win. <clears throat> Usually when a bunch of New Yorkers go to Florida, um, they die there. <laughs> We're going to Miami. That's right. We're going to Miami. We're going to jump on some tables. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see it. We're going to squirt mustard ketchup on each other shirtless and run around. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> pickle juice. Glenn texted me, by the way. He would like to meet us there. I bet he would. I said, hey, I love that, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be there either of the weekends. <laughs> so, so if you can meet us on a Monday or some shit, <laughs> try to figure that out. Doesn't he have, like, a, you were telling me a little bit about his uh, living situation these days? Seems pretty fluid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure exactly what his status will be at that point of the year. Yeah. But, uh, and he's it's still far. It sounds like it's close, but there's a big gap between Key West and Miami. That's like a four or five hour drive, if I remember right. It's a pretty good drive, yeah. It's a pretty significant uh, thing. It's not like a hop, skip, and a jump the way it seems like it would be. Hey, it's worth um, it. Yeah, so we'll have to sort that out. Maybe we can catch a little, get a little, get a little Glenn time in. Ooh, God willing. <laughs> um, I got some great gigs coming up, man. Whitefish, Montana, I'm excited about it. And uh, Lewiston, Idaho, both Thanksgiving weekend, Friday, Saturday of Thanksgiving. Um, and then I got some other stuff we'll plug another time, doing New Year's in Wisconsin, et cetera, et cetera. New Year's in Wisconsin, all right. I did confirm Davenport uh, for December 29th and Appleton, Wisconsin for December 30th. So I'm building a little tour around my New Year's gig. Yeah, you are. Yeah, good stuff. So f- check that out at Kostaki.com and uh, get some details if you're in that neck of the woods. Come see me. Um, let's do a Patreon plug. Patreon.com slash quick snaps. Yeah, if you uh, want to thank us for uh, doing this thing and supporting the thing, uh, go to Patreon. They have a way you can sign up your sign up to donate X amount per month, and uh, it's a great easy way to be a part of the machine that uh, brings you this podcast and. Support us, and if you do it at a $5 a month or more level, we'll thank you back with some perks, including a drawing for a nice-ass NFL jersey, some bonus content from us, uh, and if I come to your town, let's say you live in Appleton, Wisconsin, and you are a uh, inside-the-huddle Patreon supporter, hut, hut. You, and, uh, you and a guest will come to my show for free. We'll weasel you in. All you got to do just, is what? Send you a little email? Uh, yeah, just let me know. Yeah, DM me somewhere in social or send me an email through the website. I'm easy to get in touch with. Very nice. Yeah. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So yeah, I man. got I got the game on in the background here, and I just saw Matt Nagy consoling Mitchell Trubisky on the sidelines. And I Mitch, saw that too. Mitch has been benched. And they're oh, da- really? down by 10 with three minutes to go. Wow, that's a weird time to bench a guy. Yeah. I Who's think the backup? At Chase Daniel. I think Mitch is hurt. Emotionally? <laughs> Both. Yeah, his feelings and physically. He has had a brutal year. He's become sort of the... He's sort of the, the, the picture of the bust quarterback right now, right? Right now, yeah. I don't even know if that's fair, but it does seem like this team had high expectations and he's the biggest problem. Right. Right? Yep. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. He's, he was supposed to make strides, not digress. Seems to have digressed. Right. Digressed? Is that, am I using that right? I think so. Just digress. No. No. Um, no, that's not right. What's the word I'm trying to say? Um, (laughs) Digress is when you just, like, swallow your words instead of saying them. You go, uh, It's when you go off on a tangent about a goddamn snapping turtle instead of talking about football. (laughs) That's when you digress. (laughs) What? Yo, it's killing me. What was the word, though? (laughs) It's something like that. Regress. Regressed? Yeah, you regressed. Okay. Yeah. You regressed to the mean or you... 
you were you were good at math this year, and the next year you regressed, right? Doesn't digress seem like the right word to say though? It it slid by me without me noticing. Right. So maybe <laughs> you knew exactly what I meant. <laughs> I did know what you meant, and then as soon as you were like, "Is that the right word?" I'm like, "No, that's not the right word." <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> uh, Shit. Um, I'm loving it, man. I'm I'm I. This is. This is the first week that I've had, and probably it's because there were so many non-Sunday stories that were gigantic. Mm. Well, there were two, but they were really gigantic. Um, I'm looking forward to really sinking my teeth into building this football comedy brand. I think this is going to be a thing. You're doing it, man. I'm doing it. We're 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 doing it. We're. I mean, it's a thing that's. I'm learning stuff. I'm getting better at some of the. At some of the interactive stuff, I'm getting better at visual comedy. I'm learning some of the technical side. I'm, I'm more and more like driven to post regularly instead of just when a, a joke falls in my lap. You really so, are hustling. Gotta uh, hand yeah. it to you. It's been fun, I, and I enjoy it. There's some parts of it I don't like, but. The meat of it, the meat, the meat of it, I really like. I think it's a natural fit for me. I love it. You are one of the best, if not that's, the best, football joke writer. That's very kind. Thanks, man. So follow us out there uh, at Quick Snap Show, at Aaron Hodges, at yeah. Funny Kostaki. Um, my Facebook fan page has been kind of ground zero of like the the groundswell of like fan connectivity. So find that one. We're doing caption contests and. You know, all kinds of goofy stuff. I'm experimenting with the videos, and I'm 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 kind of using this season to experiment and see what works and what 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 seems to have the most resonance. And I'm learning how to do, you know, visual comedy, which is totally different skill set. <laughs> Dude, you you kind of own uh, Saturdays or Sundays. Yeah, uh, Sundays are great, especially on t- Twitter's kind of my favorite joke playground. You know. And and Twitter's very, they they're helpful. They help you know what good is by responding or not responding or booing or cheering or you know, sometimes they'll even write tags for me. You know what I mean? The the uh, the populace is good. There, I appreciate the fans. You guys are awesome. So thank you for listening and and connecting. The uh, I was appreciated. A, I was a little disappointed that I didn't get a shout out in your caption contest for the thong. You did. You were ranked. Was I? I? Yeah, you, I, you I made the cut. It. Didn't see it. You gotta check the Facebook page. I, I reposted a whole thing. Wow. You're on there. I, I looked at your Twitter thread. I didn't see any. Any. I wasn't in my mentions. You know what happened? I ran out yeah. of space. <laughs> no, I did. There were 13, and the way that it fit, I started. I started it as a one and four, and then when I realized when I got to the bottom, I was like, oh, I gotta cut one of these. I, and I felt bad about cutting a fan, so I cut you out of it. Uh, <laughs> but you're listed on Instagram and on Facebook. You made a business decision, and you're hurt, that's you're, right. You hurt your partner's feelings. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't <laughs> believe that's the one place that you looked for it and didn't see it. No, I thought your line was funny. Where, uh, you, where did I write? If you don't know what we're talking about, go to my uh, Facebook page and check out. We did a uh, we did a caption contest on a Falcon's thong that was advertised to me on <laughs> on some website. Uh, and so people were writing all kinds of funny shit, including Aaron Hodges. Um, <laughs> and uh, let me, uh, now it makes me want to pull it up. Do we have a minute? We have a minute. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm pulling it up. Got about five, actually, before your recorder turns oh, off. Yeah, let me look. Let me make sure I'm not going to. Oh, it's closer than I thought. Okay. I'll be tight. That's uh, what she said. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, I'm scrolling. The Rams are winning. The Bears bench their quarterback. So that's going to be a big story too, man. That's going to add fuel to this fire. Ah, shit. My internet, <laughs> my internet sucks right now, so I can't pull it up quickly. That's okay. Let's see if I can uh, see if I can get it on Instagram quick, and if I can, here it is. Um, caption contest, Falcon Thong caption contest, power rankings. Number one, don't worry, she's used to disappointment. 
<laughs> there were great ones. Another example of the Falcons not covering the spread. Like the Super Bowl appearance, the new Falcons thong doesn't show up in the back half. Right? These are good jokes. Hi-yo. Covers 28% of the front, 3% of the back. Patriot approved. Come on, that's good writing. That's a good one. You can pull this out of your ass, unlike the Super Bowl trophy. <laughs> right? There are a bunch of these that were funny, so I picked my favorite ones. And number 12 on this list, a thin line between love and hate. Number, Hodges. number 12. Respect. Number 12. Respect. I gave myself number 11. Falcons are for pussies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of Andreas's friends, who I've hung out with several times, uh, sent in "Ride Up." Mm, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's a good. That's good. Uh, provides better coverage than the Falcons secondary. Uh, <laughs> also good. Yeah. What was like number one? Number one is "Don't worry, she's used to disappointment." Oh, that made me bad. giggle. And it's a dude, Ty Martin, who I know. He's a fan from uh, Louisville. He's a good dude. Uh, number 13 made me giggle. I was a little wordy, which is why it, got, it was so low on the rankings. But I had to – that's why I included 13 because I thought it was good. Uh, that's their defense all summed up. No real coverage in the end zone. And about the only thing covered up front is the snapper. It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. You know, silly, silly, silly comedy fun. So silly join the caption contest. Sexism. <laughs> Boyish stupidness. Fun. Ask Ava. Ask Ava how she feels. <laughs> Shit. Hopefully About she doesn't thong know. Comedy. Hopefully she doesn't know what a thong is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's end this on something other than a thong and your daughter. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. You got to be self-sufficient over there. Yes, sir. But you're doing your thing, man. I'm very, very proud of you and your hustling. <laughs> I will. Okay, all right. Just make sure. That's good. You can get your ego out of the way. Yeah, I know. What a piece of shit being all funny. Showing me up. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to Quick Snaps, everybody. We will be back next week. Same time, same bat channel. The Falcons still suck. Goodbye.